Show. We play all your New Year's 2024 predictions. Also, a 90210 cast member gets a brawl in the street. Also, why are people leaving the United States in masses for a better life? New Jersey ends the telemarketer callers thanks to Jerry Seinfeld. All this and much, much more we discussed here on Deacon Live. And uh, for the next 60 minutes or so, we're going to travel through your social news and media feeds and give you the stories that you might have missed over the past seven days or so. So, how are you? Welcome to 2024. Uh, we did it. We did it, everyone. Give yourself a big round of applause. We made it one full year. Some of us made it. <laughs> Others, unfortunately, we had to leave those people behind, but you know how that goes. And so with the new year, everyone says, new year, new me, I'm going to do everything. And then what is it? I think uh, the cutoff time is January 21st or something like that, where you actually get three weeks into the new year and you're like, going, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I'm still same me, same year. Uh, I'm not going to improve myself, but, but some people, hopefully you can do. I know for me, the start of the new year, uh, changed the kind of a lifestyle that I have here at the house. As you guys know, we sit on about 24 some odd acres, not 24. Sorry. <laughs> we didn't gain two acres, 22 some odd acres. And over the course of the years, uh, we've developed this land and, and we we're fortunate enough to have horses and, and, uh, livestock and all the other things that go with having, you know, a large, massive rural area plot. Uh, we have chickens and, and all the other stuff. So, uh, it's always, uh, time consuming to go out there and fix and mend and repair and build and, and, you know, rinse, repeat maintenance, all that stuff. And so, and my wife has been working, had, has had the luxury of working from home for the last, I'm going to say four years because, you know, uh, they, cause of COVID they, they were one of the first people outside of like the NBA and stuff, you know, nationally, but they're one of the first companies that said, okay, we're going to have to work from home and this is how we're going to do it. So my wife fortunately has a job where she can work from her desk and we set up her little office here in, in the property and she sits back there and she does her work. And just like a normal business day, she gets up, she's got to be signed on by a certain time. Uh, she doesn't take a lunch break. If she does, she eats at her desk. And then, you know, at the end of the day, she has to wrap everything up and send out emails. And unfortunately for her position, she has to deal with California time. So she's on a little bit later at night, but at least when she's, you know, done at work, you know, eight o'clock our time, you know, she doesn't have a long drive home and she can literally just, you know, walk out to the kitchen, make something to eat and then sit and, you know, watch a TV show or whatever. But now, uh, this has been coming down the pipe at her job saying that uh, I think they, they made a, you know, they banged the gavel back in October and said, uh, we're going to have you guys work, uh, you know, three days in the office and two days at home. So yesterday, because today's Wednesday, and New Year's Day was Monday, so Tuesday was our first day back into a real office space. She's got, you know, 200 employees and all these cubicles, and, you know, she had to go in there and set up everything the week prior, you know, to welcome everyone back, like the first day of school, you know. <laughs> welcome, kitties. Welcome back to your desk. Yes, this is your desk, you know. <laughs> Tell us your name and where you're from, because a lot of these people were hired during the whole work from home thing. And this is their first time being in back into an office, some type of cubicle, some type of, um, you know, you have to drive somewhere to go to work. You know, these people have, have worked from home. A lot of them, you know, they hired a bunch of people working from home and now they have to work in an office. I don't know how many they're going to keep, but it, it's a, it's a, 
it's a noble position, the, the job that the people do out there. So hopefully she can maintain at least, you know, an 85% workforce. But here's the, here's the problem that I have. Well, there's, there's a couple issues and a, a problem that I have. Let me, let me get to the problem first, and then I'll deal with some issues that, that I'm going to have. So when you're asking someone to work from home for so long, for like three, four years, right? And then, you know, you, get, you have a lifestyle. Uh, you have a what's expected of you as far as being in an office space or in a home office type deal. And then you ask that someone to take exactly what they're doing at their desk at home and transfer that to a total different environment, three days a week, not all, all the days, just three days a week. Some people go, well, I wish I could work from home. You know, I can't roof, I can't do roofing at, you know, from my desk at home. I know, I understand that, but there are positions out there where you can work from home. Is it me? No, I, this is the only desk job I've ever had is, is, you know, doing radio in some shape or form. And I've done it from home and I've done it from an, a studio. It's basically the same thing. You got a microphone, you got a monitor, you have uh, odds and end people to deal with that type of stuff. But when you're asking someone to work three days from an office, like a brick and mortar building, and then two days at home, do you think the work would be consistent? Now, granted, you know, there are rules in place and SOPs, you know, if you've got metrics that you need to meet, yes, those, those metrics are going to be the same, but it's kind of like working two part-time jobs. And I'm just speaking out, you know, <laughs> just off the top of my head. I go, for me, I think that would be weird doing this and then going somewhere else and doing this for another two days somewhere else and then coming back in, in this studio and doing this again. Now, granted, you're doing the same thing in both studios, but technically, isn't it kind of like having two part-time jobs, but you're doing the same thing in the two different locations? I would think that some people, <laughs> I think some people would have a hard time adjusting to the three on and two off and the two off being working from home. I don't know. It's just something I thought about. I, I said that in my mind, I was like, well, that's kind of like, you know, you drive into work because she works in Charlotte, which is about an hour from where we live, drive time, you know, with traffic and everything. So it, it's an hour. It's, it's probably 40 miles uh, one direction. But you're asking someone to drive 40 miles three days a week to sit at a desk where they were for so many years, you know, depending on when you got hired in, you were doing the same job from your desk. Now, I understand that there's faces, you know, you get to see people's faces, there's more interaction, more interaction, there's more camaraderie, um, but it was done. It was done at least, I'm just speaking from what I see here on, on, on our property, and what was the one tech company uh, where they, they were based out of California, and they hired all these people out, in, you know, throughout the California and the, and the neighboring states and stuff. And they said, okay, if you still want to work here, you have to come into the office. And they lost 85% of their workforce. So now they have to hire locally. And then they probably tell those people to work from home or, or whatever. But I just thought it would be different. It's a different experience when you have to drive three days a week and then stay home two days a week and do the same job at both positions. It would be, it would be, uh, I don't know if it would be satisfactory to, to the employee because I know, granted, all right, you pick one or the other, I guess is what I'm saying. Five days in the office and then give me my weekends type deal. Um, I, I, it's just a weird, it's a weird mindset. And then people say, well, what about a four-day work week? You know, four days in the office and then you have three days off at, at home. And some companies can do that, but you're looking at, you know, 10, 11, 12-hour shifts. Well, we're doing that already, Deacon. You know, when we're working, you know, Monday through Friday. Well, I don't I don't know what to say there. there there's, there's, you know, schematics and, and things put in place. The reason why we have to work Monday through Friday, it's, it's your business. 
you know, do you rotate schedules or a rotating schedule where someone has, you know, you know, five days and then four days and then five. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I just thought it was a weird concept to say, okay, now we're going to do three days at home or three days in the office and two days at home. And this is the, this is your schedule from here on out. So it was just an interesting thing. And we'd like to hear from you. Yes, you can still go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio, proud sponsors of Deacon Live. And at the bottom of the page says, be heard. And you can speak right in that. It, speak right into, uh, if you've got a microphone or anything on your know, tablet, smartphone, whatever, wherever you've got a microphone, you be anonymous if you want and just speak right into that. And it comes into our inbox and we are playing. We got a whole bunch of them. Some are interesting. Some are really, really out there. Boy, you guys uh, really nailed it on this one. Uh, but we're going to play your predictions from our listening audience. And the way you can do that is, is to be part of that is to be on um, the Be Heard section over at Profit Radio. All right, guys, lots to talk talk about. And some of the new laws in 2024 that you might not be aware of that's going to start hitting the books in your state. Will it affect you? Eh, we'll find out. You're listening to Deacon Live on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. My name is Diana Nash, and I'm from St. Augusta, Minnesota. And my New Year's prediction is that they're going to have robot pizza deliveries, like drones and stuff. You know, the delivery drivers out where we're at, we can't get uh, pizza. So I think it would be really, really cool if we had the the drone pizza delivery. Uh, That'll take off first. So so watch us guys for those uh, ultimate pizza parties. My name is Rick, and I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I think in 2024, Los Angeles becomes the next Detroit because competition from social media is eating real entertainers alive. Also, the writer's strike didn't help at all. Content creation presents a challenge to writers and producers in Hollywood. All this means that there is less money for an industry that was already growing less relevant. My name is Simon, and I believe in 2024, Tyler Swift will dump football player Travis Kelsey and start dating all elite wrestling champion Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And also, the NFL will try to increase interest in games by having Logan Hall play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. You're listening to... That explains a lot. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live now presents you Gianna Sanzen with her latest song, Forgetful. For more information on her full-length album, go over to Spotify and add her to your playlist. back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us over on YouTube. For every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. And you can see us in real time as we're talking about the articles here on the show. And uh, some of the articles will have some visuals and stuff, and you can see those as we're talking about them here. Uh, So make sure you go and subscribe to Deacon Live. 
podcast over on YouTube as well and share it with all your friends if you really have a good time over there. We're also doing a whole bunch of what they call shorts over there. I'm seeing a lot more movement on the shorts where they're one minute clips, uh, like the best parts of the show. So I, <laughs> you can watch the whole entire show, which is great uh, because there's a lot of uh, when the camera, when the microphone goes off in between breaks and stuff or during the breaks and stuff, you can see what goes on here in the studio. And then, like I said, you can see the videos in uh, any of the story articles that we're talking about here on the program. So make sure you like and subscribe over there as well. Now, 2024, you heard a couple of predictions there, and uh, but there are a lot new, lot more rules coming on the books. And over in New Jersey, this one right here is going to make a whole lot of people happy, but only in New Jersey. Uh, let's see, where do we go? Uh, the new year begins with a series of new laws going into effect this Monday throughout the East eastern united states perhaps the most notable one is the new jersey bipartisan seinfeld bill requiring the garden state telemarketers to provide name mailing address and telephone number of the company in which they are working with in the first 30 seconds of the conversation the inspiration for the senate bill uh, 921's nickname was inspired by the 1992 episode on the sitcom Seinfeld, which the comedian Jerry Seinfeld fields a call from a telemarketer asking that person's name and number so he can bother them at home in the same fashion that the caller is inconveniencing him as well. Lawmakers cited that the overwhelming number of scams targeting seniors by phone uh, when the bill was signed into law in May. The bill prohibits solicitors from phoning residents between 9 p.m. and 8 a.m. So I guess what they're saying is in this bill if they don't say anything you know as far as what what did i say their their name their name mailing address telephone number of the company which they're working for in the first 30 seconds they could be violating this bill what the violation is i don't know because think about it most of these calls come from overseas or like little panic rooms in you know third world countries because you can hear them in the background you can hear it's some abandoned warehouse and uh are they going to follow the rules? No, you have to tell the telemarketers that aren't following the rules anyways that this bill happens. But I guess it's other companies within New Jersey, or if you're going to call a New Jersey number, if you're just a regular robocaller, I guess it's how they're going to, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to enforce that, but they're going to, I guess they're going to find out. Maybe, maybe they should look into just stopping them altogether. How about that? Just stopping them. But I guess uh, when it comes like to political times, you know, hey, this is blah, blah, blah. Vote for me. You know, this is my phone number. This is my mailing address. So maybe maybe they're working on that. That's the, the 1% of the phone calls that I get, you know, every two to four years, you know, whenever there's a voting cycle. Now, some of the new things that are passing in the state of New Jersey, by the way, just as, since we're on that state right there, a newly enacted legislation in New Jersey means that many more, many working people with minimum wage jobs will see an hourly wage jump to $15.13. So minimum wage in New Jersey goes to $15.13. In New York, someone who's earning minimum wage will get a one hour, $1 an hour raising, bringing their earnings to $16 an hour. The minimum wage is also going up in Connecticut thanks to legislation passed in 2019. Workers earning $15 an hour will get you will get now $15.69 starting New Year's Day. Can you imagine that little bump and increase there? Connecticut residents also looking to subs, uh, subsidize their incomes by collecting bottles can now get a dime rather than a nickel for each container they collect over in Connecticut. Now here's a couple more rules that are going into effect around here. <sighs> Let's see. Among the notable state laws taking effect in early 2024 is the Texas public colleges must comply with newly signed state laws banning diversity, equity, and inclusion offices on their campuses. So let's see what that what that rule. It's the IE. 
I'm sorry, the DEI ban. Let's do a little research and find out. What's the DEI ban? One of the most controversial laws in Texas legislation has been in session is take effect on Monday. Banning diversity, equity, and inclusion of, all right, so what? what is, what's the problem with the DE ban? Uh, opponents of the DEI are concerned that the emphasis on equity on the, on the terms of the outcomes will overlook individual merits and qualifications. In addition, some opponents subject to identity politics argue that the DEI initiatives create divisions among racial and ethnic groups, undermining a sense of unity in society. So they're banning the DEI ban in Texas, and the move comes with a Republican-driven backlash over the original, <clears throat> the original law, which was sharpening politics, business, and academics. Here's another one. In California, will officially mandate general neutral toy aisles for large retailers. The blue state uh, became the first in the nation in 2021 to adopt such law. The state law requires that retail stores with 500 or more workers must sell toys and child care products exclusive to clothing to general neutral sections that's labeled at the discretion of the retailers regarding whether they have been traditionally marked for either girls or boys. Retailers can continue to offer other toys and child care goods traditionally marked with specific boys or girls. So they have to have a, gen- a generic boy or girl aisle. So what are those toys? bicycles well i mean bicycles are are designed basically for man or boy or girl legos legos could be boy or girl they're mostly for boys they do have a girl uh, lineup of legos i think it i think it's not doing as well uh what are general what are general neutral toys a ball (laughs) it's just gonna be a whole aisle of balls well no that's the balls are for boys all right got it so i don't know it's gonna be all these muted toys i don't know what a general neutral i mean a a general neutral toy is i don't know what that is Uh, but they're supposed to have an aisle full of of toys with you know you say pots and pans well that's for women i mean then you misogynistic and all that other stuff so there you go and uh let's see what else is going on what other new rules are going to happen the wider access to birth control uh, let's see. HRA Pharma Opil, Opil will become available at drugstores, convenience stores, after the Food and Drug Administration last year approved of its first daily birth control to be sold without a prescription. Increase availability, which expects to reduce barriers accessing the contraceptives, was seen as a post-Roe, you know, Roe versus Wade game changer. Yes, but the number of states, including Montana and Nevada, are allowing people to access extended supply of birth control as well. Back to New Jersey. They will join the dozen of states allowing pharmacists and, and administer self-administrative hormone contraceptives without a prescription. Unintended pregnancies are linked to an, an unmet need for contraceptive, the CDC says. Experts has hoped that the FDA moves to help lower this rate. Then here we go. In Illinois, became the first state to pass a law penalizing libraries that banned books last year. As conservative efforts to have mounted to restrict the access to texts that often addresses race or the LGBTQ plus community. The bill now in effect takes public libraries ineligible for state funding if they ban materials because of partisan or doctrinal disapproval. Of more than 1,400 reported books banned last year, 74% were connected to organized efforts and advocacy groups, uh, elected officials, and enacted legislature. Per the PEN America, who gave us this information, uh, the organization recommends that the policymakers, school boards, and district administrators consider the many reasons for including and celebrating books rather than restricting them, which I agree all together. Now, here you go. Minimum wage, all you hardworking people out there going back into the office. For the Americans making minimum wage, it is an automatic raise. 
Minimum wage increases in 22 states, and this also ripples out. Typically, increasing the, the wage floor for the lowest earners pushes up the pay for all those who make a little bit more than minimum wage, as employees have just adjusted their pay scale upward. Three more states and Washington, D.C. are set to raise the wage later on this year. Stricter gun legislation in Michigan, a Democratic-led Senate-approved package last year, increased the regulations of gun ownership uh, for residents in an effort to reduce gun violence. Well, Michigan, you've got a lot more stuff going on over there. Among gun safety proposals were safe storage laws, uh, more expansive background checks, and a so-called red flag. In California, uh, the law banning concealed weapons in most public places are, are allowed to take effect on January 1st after federal appeal courts stayed in lower court ruling had blocked it then here's one right here in minnesota drivers can now opt for a blank blackout license plate other new designs celebrated groups professional teams recognition of missing or murdered indigenous relatives but what is a blackout license plate so let's get a little bit more information on that so the Minnesota's new blackout license plate will be available to purchase in January. It essentially just has, if you're looking at it here on the video here, it just says Minnesota written in white, the letters, your traditional letters, the date, Thousand Lakes, and it's just a black, thank you, pop-up. It's just a black plate with white lettering. It's completely neutral. There you go. There's your gender neutral toy right there. It's a blackout license plate. So that's what they're doing over there. Some of these rules, I'm sure there's a lot more on the books that they kind of tagged to everyone and kind of hid underneath the, uh, you know, underneath the, the script of whatever the actual bill is. They call them riders. You know, we want, we want gun control. By the way, all cars have to be blue. You know, they kind of sneak that in there type deal. All right, guys, when we come back, this girl right here got famous for talking about how she can't hold down or doesn't want to work her nine to five job. And um, they made a new story about it. So we're going to dive into her problem. What's her deal, right? So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. put in my new year's uh, prediction for 2024 on, on things that that is going to happen the rise of a four-day work week since now they're you know, it's the first of the year people are going back to their offices i think they're going to figure out that we need a, a, a four-day work week uh, whether it be an eight-hour day or four 10-hour days i i hope it's less than that because i don't want to work anymore i don't want to work anymore but i have to work uh, all right thank you Hey, this is Adrian De La Cruz, and I'm from West Liberty, uh, West Virginia. And uh, one thing that I, I think they're going to happen in 2024 is teleportation. I, I saw it on the news the other day, and it looked really cool as far as uh, they're able to like teleport like cells to another cells. I think that that's the direction we're going in. So hopefully that'll happen. This is Gary from Madison, Wisconsin. I think AI news anchors will invade waiting rooms like at airports and doctor's offices. In short, there exists a subspace dimension of streaming services watched by, from what I can tell, no one. You're listening to... Hey, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. 
Deacon Live now presents you Dusty, a local hip-hop rapper hailing from Corona, California. His melodic style and cadence sets him apart from many of his peers, boasting a unique glow on all his songs. All his beats are produced exclusively by Little Chris Cheesy. This is his latest song, High From The Jump. You want something for free? Well, we'll give you something for free. You gotta do me a favor though. You have to go to Profit Radio, P R O P H E T Radio.com. Proud sponsors of Deacon Live. Go over there at the top of the page says free swag. Uh, there's a little drop down menu. You can see all the different shows that are broadcasted here out of the Profit Radio studio. Pick yourself out a little prize pack. We'll send it out to you. It's not an email grab or anything like that. They just want to say thank you for supporting us over the last, I think I looked it up. It was 2007. Uh, Profit Radio started somewhere. Small little basement. And look, now we got a bigger basement. But go on over there and we'll uh, get yourself uh, get yourself something for free and they'll send it out to you right away. I know you missed uh, all the stocking stuffers and, and whatnot, but you know what? My birthday, actually, <laughs> you, can, you can get me something for my birthday. My birthday is this, uh, this Saturday, actually. Holy Jesus. Seems like just the other day. Seems like just last year I had a birthday, but there you go. So get yourself something for free over there and that will be a, a great birthday gift if you do guys do that. Now, this guy... This guy's not getting a birthday gift, at least anytime soon with these guys. These guys and those guys. There was a show many years ago, I remember when, called 90210. And one of the guys on there, his name was Ian Ziering. For some reason, he he's the worst actor. I'm sorry. I used to watch that as a kid, and I was like, going, this guy does not fit with the rest of the troop. He was always like the outcast and stuff. But maybe I was too young to see that was his actual character, but... Anyways, you know him from uh, Sharknado as well, but he really hasn't done much career-wise, you know, notable career-wise, until now, actually. So I'm going to switch the camera forward, and don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video, you can see all this in real time as we're talking about it here on the show. So here we go. Ian Ziering was attacked by a group of bikers. Now, when I say bikers, I'm not talking about, you know, Harley Davidson, you know, the one percenter type guys. And I'm not talking about these guys that um, that ride like the four wheelers and stuff. This was a group of miniature, like almost moped type bikers. And uh, I'm going to play this video and you can see this in real time as we're talking about it here on the air. He uh, he got the shit beat out of him. Now, he's a big guy from my understanding. I think he's like six, three, pretty fit guy. So here we go. Here's the video. Yeah, you can see all the little scooters They're like little 50 cc's. Oh, there he is. Now hold on, hold on a minute, because I'm gonna, I'm, because I got an update. He gives a statement. He gets out of his car and kicks one of the bikers. He kicks him. 
Here we go. Watch real quick. Right here. Kicks him. Kicks him. Pushes him. Uh-oh. Nope. Now here comes everyone else. Oh, now you got your hands full there, Ian. Now you got your hand. Here comes the 605. I'm out of here. Get off of me. He's running across the street. <laughs> get off my car. He's kicking him. I'm trying to get out of here. I'm trying to get out of here. Watch my car. Watch my <laughs> guy filming the video. Kick his ass. So <laughs> here's here it is in slow motion. He kicks and pushes the one guy. And he's like, yeah, I got you. Well, guess what? He's dealing with about four or five, if not, oh, 15 of them at least. They all cut. One guy runs into him with his motorcycle. So there's a video. So let me explain to you. <laughs> Poor guy. Ian Ziering breaks his silence after, let me switch back to camera one. Ian Ziering breaks his silence after a violent alt, quote unquote, altercation with bikers caught on tape. Ian Ziering says, he has emerged completely unscathed. He's uh, becoming ensnared in a physical altercation with a group of bikers in Los Angeles on New Year's Eve. In the statement on shared on Instagram, oh, isn't that nice of him for his fans? The actor said uh, he and his 12-year-old daughter Mia were unhurt in the, head, in the headline-making brawl, which was partially documented by TMZ. So there you go. This is what he says. Yesterday I experienced an alarming incident involving a group of individuals on many bikes. While stuck in traffic, my car was approached aggressively by one of these riders, leading to an unsettling confrontation. All right, chat GBT. <laughs> in the attempt to access any damage, uh, I exited my car. This action, unfortunately, escalated into a physical altercation, which I navigated to protect myself. You tried to kick the guy and punch the guy in the head, dipshit. Uh, though Zering wasn't injured in the incident, uh... The incident has left them deeply concerned about the growing boldness, such as groups who disrupt public safety and peace. So the, <laughs> the situation highlights a larger issue in hooliganism, 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 hooliganism. Let's put that, take that one, take two, uh, on the streets and its need for an effective law enforcement response in such behavior. No, no, you can't. California can't even keep the drug addicts off the street. You want them to do the, the motorcycle thing too? He continues by saying, as a citizen and a parent, I find it unacceptable that the, the groups are, can freely engage in this type of behavior, causing fear and chaos, while the response from the authority seems to be inefficient. So, well, don't get out the car and start swinging on people, Ian. How about, how about that? How about be a, a, an example to your kid? How about get out and go, hey, I'm going to call the cops. You, you done in my car. That type of deal. There are laws put in place. Let's follow the laws or the laws. <laughs> follow the laws. And then you won't get blasted on TMZ because you ran away like a fucking pussy. Pussy. I would have taken them all. I would have taken them all. You saw in the video, he's like 6'3". All these guys are like maybe 5'10", 5'9", maybe, <laughs> with their shoes on, sitting on the motorcycle. Now, as 2024 gets on their way, Gen Z and millennials who want to work in 2024, let's see, what does it say? Oh, how, this is how Gen Z and millennials want to work in 2024. Lazy girl jobs, bare minimum Mondays, and less and less and less. So I'm going to switch back to camera four. So don't forget for every podcast, we do have a matching video. You can see this in real time as we're talking about it here. As the year 2024 gets on their way, millions of workers are heading back to their nine to five jobs after the holiday break. Quiet quitting, lazy girl jobs, and bare minimum Mondays are the trend on social media still floating by many members of the Gen Z and millennials we just don't want to follow the traditional employee standards so here's a, a little video from fox news channel job is now these are all people on tiktok uh, stating you know what they what they're doing and and uh 
how they're combating this nine to five work schedule. So here we go. With this thing for myself called Bare Minimum Monday that I've been doing for the past several weeks. A okay. lazy girl job is something that you can basically quiet quit. The nine to five schedule in general is crazy. So this girl right here, that girl, the last one you heard, we're going to talk about her in just one sec, but let's see what they have to say about that. Crazy. Uh, Gen Z and millennial workers sure challenged their bosses this past year. So how should employers respond in 2024? Ramsey Solutions career coach Ken Coleman joins us now. <laughs> Now, Ken is a father of two daughters, 18 and 22. I'm just going to reserve my own comments. How should uh, parents and employers deal with this? Well, they need to understand that uh, they've got to mentor and coach these young employees. It's not as simple as just they show up and they know what to do. And that's on the parents, by the way. So we parents have to be careful uh, on what we say because we collectively sure. have allowed this environment. But the key here is you're going to have to coach these younger employees more than you have any previous generation. Right. And that's leadership. So and, welcome to the game. And Ken, the thing is, a lot of these young Americans, uh, you know, over the last three years have been under COVID rules where they work from home mm -hmm. and stuff like that. The four-day work week is probably going to be a thing. Called it. I called it. It absolutely is going to be a thing. I don't know when, but it's been tested for a six-month trial in uh, London, England, and it, it came out pretty conclusive that productivity did not dip. It's also being tested in the United States as well. So I think that's going to be industry-specific, and I think it's going to be leader-specific. What I mean by that is you can't just shove five days of work into four days without some systems, and it's got to be advantageous to that specific industry. Industry. So we'll see how that develops. I mean, Ken, it's funny to watch those clips. It's funny, you know, we watch the girl who's crying because she has to work. Bare minimum Monday. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> this girl, this girl's talking about taking breaks and uh, working, overextending yourself for minimal pay. We all did it. So we all think the way we did it was the best way. And so when we look at a next, the next generation, we're worried about them. But do they have it all figured out? I mean, we did all work. Maybe we did it wrong. Maybe we did it wrong because they're saying 38% of Gen Zers would rather have a middle class life if they can work fewer than 40 hours. There is something to be said for that. Dolly Parton got it kids. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... Shut yeah, up, dumbass. That's a very good point. <laughs> uh, two things are happening here. Number one, what we see on TikTok does not represent the entire generation. I think we've got to be careful to paint this generation with a broad brush. I'm okay. raising three Gen Zers right now. Here's what I think. I, I think that, that there are a lot of young people that will work hard and will bust it and get after it. But the second phenomenon you mentioned, Ainsley, is very interesting. I do think this generation has watched their parents and their grandparents work all the time, never turn it off, and yeah. that means working after yeah. hours, and I think because of that, they're saying, I don't want that life. Sure. I think that's the result there. <laughs> so there you go. So they were talking about, you know, maybe they've got it figured out right, and, you know, I, I understand, you know, hey, we've been doing this. I've watched my mom and dad work, you know, long nights and, and provide for family. Now the family's just me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like, you know, we had five kids. The one guy said he had three Gen Zers. Uh, I'm going to switch back to camera one on me. And, um, but my mom worked very hard. My dad worked just as hard as well. You know, their, their work concept, uh, I didn't see them a whole lot. You know, my mom said I didn't want to raise a latchkey kid. Now I, you know, I'm a kid of the, I was born in the, in the seventies, grew up in the eighties, you know, and then came into my own in, in the early nineties. So I guess I'm a, what do they call it? Gen X. So the Gen Z's and stuff are now coming into their own and you know, the millennials are coming into their own and they're realizing that, Hey, you know, I don't want to have to go through what I saw my parents or even grandparents go through. Now, the one girl that they were talking about that was crying saying, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't do this job. This is so much. Her name is Brie. Uh, I'm sorry, Brielle. 
here we go with these names, Acero, A-S-E-R-O. She blew up online, and here's an update on her. She blew up online when she started a tearful uh, recreation of her first job out of college. Now, she says she was laid off from her role, and it's not optimistic about finding another role. So what happened was this college graduate who blew up online struggles with the working life as announced on a TikTok that she has just recently been laid off. In October, the 21-year-old Brielle Acero went mega viral and made headlines when she posted her tearful video calling out the struggles of working nine to five in the culture uh, she was experiencing for the first time. In the upload, which has received 3.4 million views as of to date, uh, she had recently stated a corporation position in the New York area said that the office life and the commute meant that she had no time or energy by the time she got off work and got home. Well, duh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I understand, you know, you're not swinging a hammer all day long. And the video has mixed reactions, some criticizing criticizing her take, uh, while many came to her defense. Okay, <laughs> let's meet those people as well and see what they're doing. They called out uh, similar issues uh, with working a 40-hour work week. At the time, she told Business Insider in an email stating that she was very very grateful to have a job. It is discouraging and understandable why Americans are burnout and mental illness are at higher levels. Now, you can't do the burnout and mental illness. Mental illness doesn't come from, from working a nine to five job. All right. Now, mental illness is something that happens to you chemically. So I don't know if you can link those two together. I don't think that's a fair statement to say. On December 16th, she posted once again on TikTok saying that she had been laid off from her role and said that she was laid off from her role, which she said had taken her five months to find. And then uh, she had to move to New York uh, City for this job. Well, then you know what? If you do, if it took you five months and you know, you had to move to this place. You think you'd be a little bit better respectful for the position that you got. Oh, I don't want to. I got the, my dream job. You want me to do what? For how long? For how much? <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be an adult. <laughs> so she got laid off. Well, uh, maybe, you know, she'll have a... um. She'll have a new job as a TikTok person. So here's her here's her actual video. So I'm going to play this I'm gonna, just to show you that I'm not kidding. I'm not screwing around here. Uh, either is she. So here she is right here. First postgrad job and the one that took me five months to find that I moved to New York City for. Basically, it's not my fault before we start. I worked for a startup and they didn't have the workload or the bandwidth that they needed to train me and to give me work to do like I didn't I wasn't doing anything that I was hired to do and I was really wanting to learn so I was thinking in my head that I wanted a job with more responsibilities anyways but I come January 2nd I need a new job and I don't have one I even told most of my friends if I post this it's because I actually thought it through getting laid off before the holidays that means the hiring processes stop right before Christmas and then they go all the way till January 2nd and then all the way back up and it's still going to probably, oh, she's a, she's one of those process to hire and onboard for a new job. So that's the time frame I'm looking at. And I can't wait that long. I need a job immediately. The job that I was working nine to five from, I wasn't making enough to live. I didn't, I don't have a savings because of that job. Like the salaries that people are making with a degree right now after college, it's just not okay. We're working so much. And I still don't have an emergency fund. You just started. You're 21. You're 21. You're, you're 21. You're not supposed to have any savings. You're supposed to be broke. You're not supposed to be these influencers. Uh, unless you started like when you were 13, you know, rating toys or, or video games or something like that. You're, you're not there yet. This is part, I hate to say this, you know, this is part of life. This is part of the journey of life. This is not part of life. This is part of the journey of life. I want to make that clear. There are two different things. The journey of life is the decisions and, and um, the risk and, and the things that you take 
make up the journey that you call life. You know, I can go this way and hang out with my friends to all hours of the night, seven days a week, and we can party down uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, at the end of, you know, whatever my 20s, 30s, 40s. Do I have anything to show for it? No. So I don't choose that path. I'll choose it now and then. But then the path on the left-hand side goes, if you, you know, focus and you do your job and if you really like your job and if you find something you're really interested in and you continue that path and continue that career and you focus on hard work and any, you can be anything. Christ almighty. TikTok has proven the whole, you can be anything that you want to be as long as you put in the work to do it. You can't sit on your ass, well, for most of them, you can't sit on your ass and be famous. You can't sit on your, I mean, if that's what you want to do, if that's the career, you can't sit on your ass and say, give me some money. You have to figure out what you want to do, figure out a way to make good money doing it, and then you're good to go. You know, you went to college. Obviously, you had some kind of path in life. I wanted to do, you know, let's say she's a, a pretty girl, young girl, 20, 21 years old. She worked for a, a, a what did she say, a internet startup company. All right, you have to understand, internet startup companies aren't what they were back in the 90s, even the early 2000s. So when, you know, you ask a kid in the early 60s and 70s, I want to be a fireman. Well, yes, you can do that. <laughs> Kids today don't want to be a fireman because it's not, I don't know, for some of them, it's not part of their thing. It's not a, I don't know where I'm going on spiral out of this conversation, but still, um, they're seeing what's around them and they all of a sudden want to do that. And, and they're finding out that it takes a little bit of work, a little bit of elbow grease, a little bit of hard labor, physical and mental as well, uh, to, to achieve some kind of uh, financial status doing that. All right, guys, stick around. I know. <laughs> and back in my day, when we come back, Nostradamus, remember that guy from uh, like 15 BC or somewhere around there? I don't know. They make up his name or made up his date when he was born. Uh, he got the first prediction of 2024 right. And uh, I'll read you what he said and I'll compare it to what actually happened. And tell me if, if you believe that he actually predicted this. So stick around. You'll see the Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. are super cool. Imagine having these huge pet beetles that you can ride on. Bug adventures would be the best, like a bug princess or something. Hello, my name is Sammy, and I am from Bakersfield, California. My silly prediction for 2024 is that Disney will sell ABC to the only buyers they can find. Probably some kids running a lemonade stand. They could do a lot better, right? Hi, this is Rosaria Chapman, and I'm from Hollow. I'm from the Hawaiian Paradise Park in Hawaii. I say, I say, move over electric cars. There's a new, new trend of powered vehicles that that's going to be plant-based. Cars run on a mix of biofuels ex- extracted, especially from like super plants, and the oil that you get from like your your chicken fried steaks and stuff, and your and the oil and stuff that you get from like the, the 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 fast food joints is they're gonna figure out a way to, to use that and reprocess that for our cars and that way it'll it'll save a lot on our minerals and the mining and stuff that goes on here in in Hawaii those fires were horrible you're listening to Deacon Live Deacon Live Deacon Live 
Deacon Live now presents you Pete Nemeth, a singer-songwriter located on the Sunshine Coast of Queensland, Australia. After many years, he's proud to release his very first album called Believe. This is the title track off of that album. Make sure you check him out over at Spotify, iTunes, and iHeartRadio and add Pete Nemeth to your current playlist. Believing what is honorable, believing what is right, believing what is truthful, believe with all your might, believing what is faithful, believing what is kind, believe with all your heart and believe with all your Welcome back to Deacon Live. Don't forget, if you want to be heard, just like all those predictions that have come in here to the studio, go over to Profit Radio, proud sponsors of Deacon Live. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T.com and or P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. Let me make sure I throw the radio in there. You're going to end up on some religious website if you don't do that. And you don't want to do that. Um, and go over to the little blue bar at the very bottom of the page. Be heard. Sometimes it pops around and stuff, but it's a blue bar. It's got a little microphone that says be heard. Click on that. Opens up our microphone on whatever device you're listening to us on or at. If you got a microphone on it, speak right into it. You can be anonymous if you want. It comes right to our inbox and we'll play it on this podcast or the very next podcast as well. You can say anything you like. Ask us anything that you like. Uh, just be part of the program. And that's how you can do that by being be heard. Now, I am a... I love sleep. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I love sleep. I like, um, uh, there was a bed. Uh, we took a vacation to Savannah, Georgia, and we stayed a little, um, like Airbnb. They basically, it was a big hotel. Actually, it was a big, it was someone's house. I mean, huge, you know, Savannah, classic homes, antique homes. And, uh, they just kind of subdivided it up and they said, okay, this one is a, this is a room. This is a room. This is a room. The best bed, second best bed. I've ever slept in outside of my own bed. And when I say that, the first best bed that I've ever slept in was in Costa Rica over at, uh, I think it was Aventura, La Ventura, over in Costa Rica. We had this little uh, this little two-story, gla- it was all glass front looking at the volcano out there and in the, in the rainforest. It was beautiful. And the bed was so perfect. It was like nice and hard, nice and firm. It cuddled you in the right places. The second bed was this bed that we slept on in Savannah. It was like sleeping on a cloud. And I actually was like looking for the label. I'm like going, I want this bed. You know, <laughs> what's wrong with our bed? I don't know. I, this one I slept really, really good. And she couldn't stand it. She was like, oh, it's too soft for me. No, 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 no. The porridge is too hot. But I also take sometimes if I have a, a problem going to sleep, uh, melatonin. Now melatonin doesn't mix too well. Like if you have like a couple nightcaps or something before you go to bed and you take melatonin, you always wake up and you're always like, oh, my eyes are all puffy. I'm, I've, I've dragged an ass and I can't do that. I got too much to do in the morning and my body, my internal clock always goes off at seven o'clock anyway. So I'm like, oh, I can't sleep in. I got to get up. I got to do all this stuff. You know, the horses and the chickens and all that that's going on here on our property. But now what they're saying, because of TikTok, magnesium supplements are becoming more increasingly popular because of the social media. Many people are swearing by taking magnesium daily to aid with sleep, anxiety, and even constipation, which may leave you wondering, what's the best time to take magnesium? I don't know if you've seen all these videos. They say uh, magnesium citricate, which makes you poop. <laughs> you know, it's in a bottle. It's like... um. 
not castor oil, but uh, what's the one where they used to put it in the in the cartoon's mouth and they put it in there? And I think it was castor oil. It might have been that. But magnesium citricate, which is basically a laxative. But there's all these other different magnesium. I don't know which one to take. But more than half adults in the United States take a dietary supplements regularly, according to United States Center of Disease Control and Prevention. However, researchers have shown that vitamins that people take every day may, may not be doing much to make us healthier. Magnesium is one of the most abundant minerals minerals in your body and is involved in more than 300 chemical reactions that help your body uh, function properly. Here's what to know about the magnesium supplement and all the videos that you're seeing on TikTok. TikTok, who should be taking them and is it safe for everyday use? Magnesium is essential nutrition for our body that our bodies need to function. Magnesium plays a role in managing blood sugar, pressure, blood sugar and pressure, uh, ensuring nerves and muscles work properly, and strengthening bones. I told you about um, the one lady on TikTok that I, I, I've been uh, watching her and then listening to her. Uh, I don't know if she's a doctor or not. I think I was reading somewhere where she was kicked out of the medical industry because of her views on all this natural stuff that she's been taking. I'll tell you what, I've been putting cayenne pepper, still cayenne pepper in my drink. And my drink consists of, you're watching this here on the YouTube video, my drink here in the sippy cup is basically a couple tablespoons of lemon juice, cayenne pepper, and then um, a couple electrolytes. And then I fill it up with filtered water from the refrigerator. And that's my everyday drink that I go to all day long. No sodas, nothing like that. But then when I get into the real stuff, this guy comes into play. Magnesium also helps regulating heart rhythm, protein synthesis, and energy production. Amber Somers, a registered dietitian nutritionist at the Cleveland Clinic, tells USA Today. I'm sorry, fucking who cares? Uh, it is very, very important for magnesium and we need quite a bit of it. Studies have shown that getting enough magnesium associated with the reduce of high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, according to the NIH, uh, may lower the risk of osteoporosis, reducing frequent migraines, but they say more research is needed. So how much actual magnesium do you need? The daily intake or recommended dietary allowance for magnesium varies by age and sex. For adults, five or 400 to 420 milligrams for males and 310 to 320 milligrams for females. The upper limit of magnesium supplement is 350 milligrams per day. Uh, the upper limit for supplements is lower than the recommended daily amount because a lot of our stuff, magnesium comes from food and other sources. So you're like, all right, so where do I get other magnesium? I don't want to OD on magnesium. Um, magnesium is also found in legumes, dark green leafy uh, vegetables, uh, nuts and seeds, especially pumpkin seeds, whole grains, fish, poultry, beef, milk, yogurt, and fortified cereals. However, it's important to know that the body only absorbs about 30 to 40% of the dietary magnesium that a person consumes. So this may be challenging for some people uh, to get enough of its nutrition from their diet. An additional, let's see, what happens if you have a deficiency? Uh, if you have, let's see, over time, magnesium deficiency can worsen uh, and produce more notable, notable symptoms, according to experts, which includes nausea, fatigue, numbness, muscle cramps, constipation, brain fog, and severe cases of seizures and heart problems is abnormal, as such as abnormal heart rhythms. So is it okay to take magnesium every day? Yes, it's generally safe for most people to take magnesium supplement, as long as you stay within the recommended uh, balance or allotted uh, amount. So I think I'm going to start taking magnesium at night 
just to see, because that melatonin, I, I don't know. I, the melatonin craze, I think, is going away. If this magnesium works for me, I'm going to start doing that because melatonin really doesn't, if you don't know what melatonin is, your body produces it naturally. That That's what actually makes you go to sleep. But if you're supplementing your melatonin and you're taking it physically, does your body quit making melatonin and expects you to wait for this pill that dissolves underneath your tongue? It's like, oh, I don't have to do this because you're already taking it for me. And then it's you get off the melatonin and then you're wide awake every night and you see all the the things on facebook at two o'clock in the morning i'm wide awake i'm wide awake i'm wide awake i'm wide awake and for me melatonin only works in four hour shifts i sleep really good for four hours and then i'm awake for two hours so i'm gonna try the magnesium before i go to bed and see what happens there now this guy right here take it for what he's worth one of nostradamus most terrifying predictions came true in the first few hours of 2024 it was literally a groundbreaking prophecy as Nostradamus' foretellings weren't eerily accurate enough, the iconic astrologer, who apparently right on the money with yet another apocalyptic prophecy just hours into 2024 because of the New Year's Day earthquake. Now, if you haven't heard about this, I'll explain it. So the first time, the Frenchman was credited for forecasting a powerful earthquake that rocked Japan New Year's Day. The outlying his predictions in 2024, the oracle wrote, the dry earth will become more parched and there will be a great floods. So the psychic followers reckon that he could have been referring to the 7.5 magnitude tremor that shook the nation's west coast in Japan around 4 p.m., killing 48 people, toppling buildings, and sparking a three-foot three uh, tsunami. Is that three foot? Three-foot high tsunami. Three-foot high? I've, I've served bigger waves than that. Come on. Sir. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Keanu Reeves uh, thing there. According to reports, residents at the, in the coastal communities fled to higher ground as the waves battered the coast, sweeping houses into cars. Currently, there are about 120 cases of people waiting to be rescued. In response to the officials, dispatched 3,000 strong search and rescue squads comprised, sorry, comp comprised of army personnel, firefighters, and police officers to the disaster site on the Noto, N-O-T-O peninsula of the Iwakawa uh, prefecture. So no Nostradamus... Nostradamus's prediction was apparently not the only harbinger. Over the summer, divers in Taiwan encountered a large injured giant oar fish called, quote-unquote, the doomsday fish, which said it, it's to be a sign of an impending earthquake. The seismic superstition based on the Japanese mythology, which states that a plankton eater, which lives between 600 and 3,200 feet below the ocean's surface, will intentionally rise to the surface ahead of the incoming tremors. In retrospect, many Dune Day subscribers that this latest sighting was connected to the New Year's Eve earthquake. The legend is that if you see an oar fish or doomsday fish, it's a warning sign from a higher power that disasters of an earthquake are such to occur. So they, they saw this. Here's the, if you want to see the fish there. Oh, it's a weird looking fish. You're watching this on the video. Hey, look at me. I'm next to the doomsday fish. Hello. <laughs> Get my picture. Run for your life. No, 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 no. I paid for this. I want this picture. So they found this doomsday fish. Uh, and then the, the tides uh, ended up battering Japan and and killing a bunch of people. Oh my God. But I mean, his Nostradamus's uh, predictions are kind of wishy-washy. He doesn't really give like dates. He just kind of goes, you know, and the sky will go black. And then in 12 hours, the sky will go light again. All right. Well, that's the sun rising and setting. All right. We got that. <laughs> you know, you have to take him with a grain of salt. And when we come back, did you know that fat Joe was on Ozempic? Well, they thought this female actress was fat Joe. And I'll tell you who that is when we come back. So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Hey, hello. 
in the morning hey hello at noon hey hello evening hey hello 24/7 hey hello hey hello in the morning hey hello at noon hey hello you're listening to angel creator with the latest song hello for more information check them out over at profitradio.com you're listening to I'm not a loser Deacon Live Deacon Live Deacon Live Of course My 2024 prediction on the Deacon Live podcast is that uh, pet translators are going to hit the market uh, We've seen the TikTok videos We've seen all that stuff uh, In 2024 uh, th- There'll be a, a must-have gadget So prepare for your mind-blowing conversations with your furry friends Thank you Okay, so robots are like friends in school, helping everyone out. They are like super cool buddies, making sure everyone feels happy. School would be more awesome with robot friends. Hey, this is uh, Martin Shelton, and I just want to make sure that uh, my prediction for the Dick and Live podcast gets true. Uh, I, I would just like to say I'm so sick and tired of seeing all these people, kids mostly, that when they put in... $300, they put 300 in the dollar sign at the end. Can we make this fucking stop? Can we make this? You are ignorant. You are ignorant if you do this. And I will not buy anything from you. Hey, y'all, my name's Whitney, and I don't... We're gonna have to fix this, the whole uh, internet streaming thing. I got Netflix, I got Hulu, and everything, you know, Disney Plus, they're all converging on each other. What? Am I gonna have to go back to regular cable? Cause that kick that sucks, man. It sucks. Why why am I listening? Why am I doing all this stuff? Why am I oh man? I just I just want one. I just I just want one one platform. That's all I want. I lost my train of thought, but okay. Good luck everybody. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. You can see the little section that says social contacts. You can see all the stuff that links us to you and you to us as well. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. Make sure you like and subscribe to us over on TikTok as well. We do post a whole bunch of videos, little short-length videos over on TikTok as well. And it's mostly all the different shows that happen here on Profit Radio. And while you're over at Profit Radio, get yourself something for free under the free swag section. Pick out something over there. Uh, They got magnets and stickers from all the different excellent podcasts that are produced in this studio. Uh, Pick yourself out something and make sure you kind of check those podcasts out as well. You'll be interesting or there might be something that interests you over there uh, if you're looking for a new podcast to listen to outside of Deacon Live. And also, you can be heard as well. Click on Be Heard. Speak right into that. You can be podcast famous. Now, someone who's been famous for the early 90s, early mid 90s and then all of a sudden the Amazon came and freaking wrecked this company is Best Buy. I used to live and die by Best Buy. I used to go up there all the time and see what they had going on. And then Amazon quit selling books and started selling everything under the moon and kind of put uh, Best Buy out of business for the most part. Now you can still buy stuff online from them, but I went into a, a local Best Buy here. And when I say a local Best Buy, we, we live in a small little town. Uh, we have about 2,500 people. So they're not building like this huge, you know, 50, 60,000 square foot Best Buy. 
It's actually part of a strip mall. I kid you not. We have a small little strip mall in this local area, and there's like a Belk, you know, uh, like a clothing store type deal. A whole bunch of little like uh, hat stores and uh, OG, triple OG clothing stores. And then there's a Best Buy. But the Best Buy is kind of like maybe 2,000 square feet. And all they have in this Best Buy by my location is flat screen TVs, cell phones, and cables. Like for your cell phones. Tablets, that's it. Best Buy at one time had like vacuum cleaners and washers and dryers. Now this is just a, this is just one of those if you want to go over there and touch the TV and go, okay, that, that one looks good. And then I'm going to go across the street to Walmart because your prices are completely insane over at Best Buy. Right now, Best Buy is taking a, a, a spin, taking a turn in 2024, and they're trying to do better. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they're you know, lowering prices or get better stuff. But as of this article right now, Best Buy has recently launched a new mail-in electronics recycling program, making it easier for everyone, uh, for customers to dispose of their unwanted tech in an environmentally responsible way. Now, let me let me tell you something, Best Buy. Before I get to this article, there's already something in our local community here. We have a, a landfill dump about probably 15 miles down the road, and uh, they have a bin for any electronics. Like if you have old CTR monitors, if you've got old printers, if you've got old cell phones, now you're not going to you know throw a cell phone away. Those are always valuable to someone. But if you just got like technology stuff and you want to throw them away. They have a place for it, and it's completely free. This innovative initiative offers a hassle-free solution through Best Buy for recycling electronics that expands upon Best Buy's existing in-store recycling program catered to a wider audience. So here's the scoop. With the Best Buy mail-in recycling program, customers can purchase, hear me out, their purchase a prepaid box in two sizes, small for $23, which supports about six pounds of unwanted electronics, or a medium for $30, which can support up to 15 pounds. The other tech companies, including Apple and HP, offer similar programs, but boxes come with the boxes come with tape, instructions, and prepaid labels, streamlining the process and making it convenient for the users. How is this helping? Well, the mail-in recycling Benefits customers in the environmental safety ways, is what the article says. It saves time for customers who might not have access to a Best Buy store or prefer not to visit one. <laughs> I like how they threw that in there. A little dig at Best Buy. The, prog- the program serves as an alternative alternative to the more expensive haul-away program, which costs about $200 per trip or 20% off your Best Buy total tech subscribers. Or 20% off if you're a total if you've got like a big office building and you're a best buy total tech subscriber you get 20 percent off like i said there is dumps and landfills and recycling centers already all you have to do is drop it off all you have to do is physically drive there you physically have to get out of your car walk to the back of your vehicle and drop this off now like i said if you've got large company and you completely downside like maybe that that startup company that the lazy girl got fired from or laid off, fired, laid off. Maybe that she, that company, has to get rid of all their servers and stuff. No, most of that stuff you can recycle unless it's completely like in a fire or something. This new program from Best Buy was designed for small electronics like cables, uh, mice, mouses, keyboard mouses, what they should say, keyboards, web cameras, landline phones, robot vacuum cleaners, CDs, and DVD drives, which are more challenging to recycle. So this is what everyone's saying about this new program that's come out. Not everyone loves the idea of paying for boxes, though. Uh, Seems expensive, but I guess 
because of shipping, one user wrote, if recycling of stuff is to become more the norm, it needs to not cost substantially more than throwing it away in your regular trash can. Okay, but you have to understand, a lot of the stuff that you recycle doesn't get recycled. I hate to say it. Another user wrote that Goodwill will also take electronics for recycling. And they said, after I have a letter from my city that will take them off your hands, and my city isn't even 6,000 people. So there are other things set in place. So if you want to do the Best Buy recycling, and if you want to you know, go through paying $15, you still have to, are they picking it up? I don't know if they're picking it up. I'm not taking it anywhere. If I'm paying $15, somebody better come to my house and pick this goddamn thing up, whether it be UPS or FedEx or DHL, if you can find those guys. Now, someone who's been in and out of the news for a long time, at least for the last two years, is, well, <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith. And the only reason why I bring her up is because there is a whole new realm of weight loss stuff that's out there. And with Wagovi, Ozempic, there are people that are dropping weight left and right. Oprah says, you know, her her latest weight loss is from a quote-unquote helpful injection that she gets. Now, of course, she's not sponsored by, you know, whatever it is, or she would have said Ozempic or Wagovi. She just says, I've had some help losing some weight. Now, Jada Pickett-Smith, and I'm going to post this picture right here. If you want to see this, uh, go to YouTube and make sure you like and subscribe to uh, Deacon Live Podcast over there. You can see this in real time as we're talking about it here. Jada Pinkett-Smith is taking the new year, the new you, to a new level in her first selfie uh, of 2024. The gorgeous actress, who recently reunited with her estranged husband, Will Smith, for the holidays, took to Instagram on Tuesday to share a selfie which she rocks aviator glasses, a deer print puffy jacket, and white sweatpants, and a black leg warmers. She captioned it, I think jean leg warmers is where it's at for me in 2024. But what's happening is, people were saying, if you're watching this video here, people were saying that she looks like Fat Joe on Ozempic. Now, Fat Joe... He's a famous rapper. Uh, he actually was on Ozempic, and he's lost a lot of weight. And the two of them, because of the bald head, because of their sh- both of them have a very feminine frame, <laughs> they were making fun of Jada Pinkett, saying that she uh, looks like Fat Joe on uh, on Ozempic. So you're going to see that picture out there. Another meme that's going to probably be taken over uh, by storm. It's going to take over everything by storm. Everything's a meme. Now, one more thing before I let you go. A mass amount of Americans, United States, living here in the United States, are leaving the United States for bigger and better things. The new American dream is to leave. Most in the United States don't believe that hard work will get you ahead. And here's what some are striving for instead. Now, maybe this girl who got fired from her job, maybe this is what she can look for. The American dream has morphed into a pipe dream for many people living in the United States. Maybe they've got something there that we were talking about earlier in the program. At the heart of the national ethos is believed that Anyone can rise up from rags to riches through hard work and perseverance. In the past, that was a symbolization symbolized by owning a large house with a white picket fence, driving a nice car, and having a happy, healthy, well-educated family. So with this new American dream, the Association of American Residents Overseas estimates that 5.4 million Americans live abroad in 2023. The biggest share of expats, people who are leaving, is 40% are thought to have lived in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, People who are leaving the United States, meaning 
Canada, Central and South America, or Europe. 26% live in Europe, while 14% are heading to East Asia and the Pacific. So what do they say? What what don't you miss? The commercial real estate has outperformed the S&P 500 over 25 years. Here's how to diversify your portfolio without reaching your... Okay, so it's, it, they're saying basically sell what you got and, and move overseas. 45% of the people think the American dream no longer holds true. So what is a new American dream for some of us, like this TikTok influencer and full-time traveler? Of course, that's what she does. The new America dream is to leave. <clears throat> As many Americans experience economic disenfranchisement at home, a few may be looking beyond the U.S. borders to locate life sparkle. Elsie, who's the TikTok person, described in a video posted on June 23rd that some of her new dreams was to pack up and head to a quiet European town or a beachside village in Asia where somewhere somewhere where we aren't being poisoned by our food, we don't need two or three jobs to survive, and our healthcare isn't a luxury but the norm. She also says that some places where people stop and appreciate the little things and enjoy the slow life, a safe place where communities come together and support one another. Clearly, the young American is searching for more affordable, flexible flexibility that she believes that she can experience in the U United States. It's true. You, you try to do that anywhere here. You know, we live out here in the country, but Jesus Christ, it's expensive to live out here in the country. It really is. It's been a tricky few years from an affordable standpoint for many Americans and the Federal Reserve efforts to curb post-pandemic inflations by hiking interest rates have increased the, the cost of borrowing and reducing Americans' purchasing power. This has forced a lot of Americans to, to focus more on short-term goals, paying the rent on time, putting food on the table, over longer-term goals, homeownerships, raising a family, and retirement that one might traditionally associate with the American dream. Elsie, the TikToker, says that hands down the best part of being a United States citizen is our ability to leave the United States and travel abroad and seek out a better life. Let's take a moment to recognize how lucky we are that we can leave. Uh, let's focus on getting remote jobs, building online business, grab our passports, and take advantage of the fact that because of the internet, we have the ability to earn U.S. level income from anywhere in the world. So let's dive into her video here. Now, don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. And now's a great time to go over there and watch us over there. Oh, I guess I was on the video already. So here we go. This is Elsie and Bryn Elsie is her name. And she's verified on TikTok. So, you know, she's got to be true. And here she goes with her video as far as explaining why the new American dream is to leave. So here we go. I think the new American dream is to leave, to pack up and head to a quiet European town or a beachside village in Asia, somewhere where we aren't being poisoned by our food. We don't need two to three jobs to survive and where healthcare isn't a luxury, but the norm. Someplace where people stop and appreciate the little things and enjoy the slow life safe place where the community comes together and supports one another. We've been misled to believe that life is about enduring our circumstances and place of birth, but it is not a requirement in life that you have to stay in the same place you were born and spend your life struggling. Hands down, the best part about being a U.S. citizen is our ability to leave the U.S. and travel abroad to seek out a better life. So let's take a moment to recognize how lucky we are that we can leave. Let's focus on getting remote jobs or building online businesses, grab our passports, and take advantage of the fact that because of the internet, we have the ability to earn U.S. level income from anywhere in the world. The fact is, the old American dream just simply does not serve us anymore. 
the new American dream lies beyond our borders. Okay, so there you go. There's the, the video that she put out. Now, let me let me crush your dreams, children. She posts this video because she had to move out of the United States because of her husband's job. All right, so let's let's start there. It's not like she's out there, you know, by herself in this world and, you know, she's walking on beaches and doing all this. No, her husband has a job that takes him all over the place. And I don't know if it's military or not. It didn't look like a military thing. But his job is to go to these places and live there for a while, do his job, and then like a secret agent or something like that. So she's not out there traveling the world herself. Also, she said in the video to be like, find the internet and make, all your sales and stuff. Well, you can't do that sitting on an island. You got to be in the United States where you're in front of people. Uh, hence, again, the initial conversation about going into the office and seeing someone face to face and, you know, hey, I've got this brand new idea. I want to do all this stuff. You can't do that sitting in, you know, this Costa Rican uh, habit, <laughs> this building in the middle of a rainforest and you're sitting there trying, no Wi-Fi signal. Or you're trying to sell this stupid stuff that you've got going on. You can't do that. You've got to start somewhere. But yes, the American dream, it's not what the American dream used to be. There are, because of what's going on today, hopefully 2024 uh, will be better for all of us across the board. But if you want to just pack up your stuff and go, pack up your stuff and go. I'm not saying get out. I'm saying, you know, do what you can. You know, there's a reason why college students backpack across Europe to figure out who they are, and then they come back and <laughs> back to the whole home of the United States. So the whole American dream leaving, yes. If you've got certain amount of money, you can leave. If you're right out of college and you want to live in somewhere else, you've got to do something. You've got to... Um, it's not like they're just going to give it to you. Oh, welcome to our country. Here's, you know, half a million dollars and there's your bungalow over there and uh, dinner will be ready at eight o'clock. No. So it's, it sounds simple when someone tells you, Hey, give me a thousand dollars and I'll give, I'll make it a, you know, $10,000. Well, how do you do that? Well, on your check, I'll just write another O on it. <laughs> there you go. Now I made it $10,000. That's how easy this works. It doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, you do have to have a little bit of heart, a little bit of effort and a little bit of labor into whatever you you want to make it yourself. So hopefully in 2024, we can all take that in, uh, you know, absorb it, hopefully do better with ourselves in this upcoming year. All right, guys, on that note, I'm gonna let you get back to doing whatever you want to do. I'll let you do it. And uh, make sure you follow us on your Facebook page. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. The way you find out is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio.com. While you're there, make sure you be heard. Uh, click on that little bar there and make sure you get yourself some free swag as well. All right, guys, on that note, I'm gonna let you get back to doing what you gotta do. My name is Adikin saying goodnight and good night. Wait, 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 come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.